0: Everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the four keeps Dark Star Legacy, part 12 of our Dark Star Legacy level 20 adventure. Today is October 9th, 2023, and you are loved that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker and speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to again join us at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But... Let's say you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful spaces and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Well, guess what, Acorns? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, we got throw pillows, we have shower curtains, aprons, clocks, we even have face masks. I have lost, no, I found it found my face mask with the symbol of tiamat upon them designed by our very own cyberwolf 1201 where all of the proceeds of our merch is currently going to help support doctors without borders so if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com uh also i think yeah i forgot to say it in the intro i skipped over it somehow we have an after show i think i skipped that nights in the courtyard Patreon.com slash Indoor Adventures. Check it out. It's a good time. Speaking of good times, hey, RJ, who are you playing tonight?
1: Hey, everybody, I'm RJ. Today I'm playing Kim, the Shatterkai wizard fighter. We both go by he, him. He's a eldritch abomination, and I'm a menace.
2: Hello, everybody, I'm LB up. I'm going to be playing Gwen, the halfling barbarian. We are both chaos gremlins. I'm just a CP small
3: boy we both go back here though boy i'm cyber i use he or any pronouns i play Arjun. Arjun uses he him pronouns we are both basic bitches who felt the temperature drop got a pumpkin spice latte and started watching twilight
4: It's me now. I, sorry, I feel like I've been dissociating for the past like two and a half minutes. Hey everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. Uh, you can find me at DanaeKeener.com. Today I'm playing as Corey Ander, the Eldrin Paladin, she, they, and her, and I go by she, her.
0: And I'm the Indoor Adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off, our group had landed at the Citadel of Gith, run by Zareth Magyar at Gith, uh, where you had successfully defended against the Karishik, a primordial slod that had left the heart of Limbo and had broken down the gates in front of the Citadel of the Gith and uh, potentially could have wiped out this entire cloister of Gith Zarai. Again, thankfully, that did not come to pass, as your group was able to handedly defeat this monster of a creature, this absolute uh, titan. Titan is a good word. I don't want to say Tarasque, even though that's close to what it was. So consider yourself blessed that you were able to defeat such a thing. However, during that time, you were... Coming in contact quite frequently with raw chaos blood, Uh, soaking Hexton the Graveblade, which caused his arms to trade places with where his legs are, and now he is a weird, biblically accurate deva, uh, or a planetar on top of that. Uh, Gwen, you also received a wash of this chaos blood. Corey, you also received a wash of this chaos blood. However, the wash of chaos blood that affected you resulted in your mechanical prosthetic of your left arm gaining sentience and at the end of last adventure had popped off and seemed to be just kind of going its own separate which way, uh, to which you sort of shrugged with the rest of your party, like, ah, oh, this isn't the first time my arm has decided to go its own way, and rightfully, it most likely will not be the last. Um, it was at that point that you also saw that as part of the Kereshik begin to break down and turn into this kind of blooded goo uh that a bone one of its vertebrae actually cracked open and from inside of this vertebrae was a stone golem uh, a stone golem, golem by the name of viceroy who seems uh to be ready to accept orders which was great because calum you gave him the contents of your um of your portable hole Laid out the portable hole on the ground and said, "Now sweep all that chaos blood into that there hole." To which Viceroy gave you a salute and began to do that thing. You also, thanks to your thanks to defeating this creature, were awarded a tablet of true resurrection from Magyar uh, from Zareth Magyar at Gif. Uh, Thankfully, you know that it is going to be a good thing to hold on to for the next foreseeable future now where we last left off your group had successfully defeated the karashik you had been given uh you have been given a blessing of sorts that will allow you to pass through the eye of doom unimpeded however that may take place and at this point you had gotten back into your ship uh, or at least we're in the process of getting back into your ship and then setting sail back into the direction that your uh, that Captain Skiznabat of the Sunsetter Pirates uh, was willing to take you on this course that you had set at this point uh, several weeks ago in your travels. Now... You know that the next stop that you have ahead of you is going to be the Fugue Plane, or as Skiznabat has described it, Dream Space, and you still have several days before you get there. Is there anything that your party would like to do during this time on your way to Dream Space?
4: I'm gonna replace my uh, prosthetic.
0: Are you swapping it with Summer, Corey? It's like hey you get the you get the living one i'm gonna take yours (laughs) you get the weird one
4: okay i got a question like how's my how's my living prosthesis like is it it's is it hanging around or did it just
0: like fully go away it it wanted to go onto the ship it seems like it wants to hang out with you uh, however, very much it does not seem like it is uh, of sound mind, like y- it gets chased out of the kitchen a lot. You find it sort of like hanging on, uh, hanging on beams and things like that that you know that it should not be near, um, and it's kind of hard to track down. Now, that being said, one thing that I did want to clarify is that I know that previously, before you had gotten disintegrated in a previous fight with Caius, you had loaded up the knuckles of your cent- uh, of your prosthetic with uh, jemmies that you would then use in the event of a revivify or anything like I'm that. I'm pretty sure that those disintegrated. I didn't know if the follow-up prosthesis had the same layout or if you're like no i'll just keep the gems in my pocket from now
4: on yeah that's uh that's a better idea i was all like on account of on account of the fact i may get disintegrated again i'd like that not to be as expensive (laughs) okay
0: uh as leave i described summer cory gets the mad cats controller uh while you get the regular non-sentient uh prosthesis and i'm sure that your dad has probably like hooked you up uh with replacements uh, especially on this long of a journey where in the event where it broke down and you weren't able to come back and get it repaired or find somebody to do the repairs that he would probably just want you to have a replacement for that prosthesis as well
1: Some record gets the mad cats power glove
0: oh yeah
4: it's so bad
0: it, mad cats got better took them a while like a year before they went bankrupt but they got better and that's a story for a different time um okay so that being said uh, you know that you have several days until you get to the fugue plane and at this point schiznabat will actually board your ship as he is wont to do uh you kind of have gained a, a, a rapport not only with him but also with the other members of the sunsetters uh, and when he approaches, uh he asks uh if any of you have um or any if any of you are familiar with the Fugue plane as a whole. He's kind of curious mostly because you know, um you all have very interesting backstories, and you have told him a lot of a lot of different tales, so he is just checking to see what the what the lowdown is with that he knows that you have um gotten close uh with Dendar the Night Serpent after a uh after an altercation in the hollowed locks uh so he is more just like what does he tell his crew that sort of thing um things to look out for things to brace for uh as far as what knowledge he is able to divulge um at this point in time, while you are setting sail towards the towards the Fugue plane, he is currently aiming you at what he describes as the base of the world tree. Now, Gwen, you've heard about the World Tree before. And, Calum, you've also, uh, you're fairly familiar with the concept of the World Tree, being that all of the different planes are connected uh, through this sort of uh, this all-present aether. Uh, and what Skiznabat has suggested uh, and is in the process of leading you towards is that knowing your group and knowing the stories that you've told him He believes that the best way to get to the Fugue Plane is actually going to be to essentially sail up the direct side of the World Tree. Um, He believes that having a deity, and he motions to Corey, or deity adjacent figure uh, on this vessel is going to make things a lot easier. Uh, As typically mortals trying to travel up the World Tree do not get the same treatment. uh, So he is looking forward to a relatively easy flight. Uh, That being said, things that he has brought up about the Fugue Plane. From what he knows, it is a land of variety, a, a place of both eternal darkness and eternal sun. It is not chaos in the sense that Limbo is. But this is the place where your dreams go, where when you feel yourself going someplace, if you are asleep, chances are that is occurring on the fugue plane. That moment, um, that moment of death, that some experience where they feel like their entire life is flashing before they, their eyes, that is the equivalent of being processed within the fugue plane. And it is a very. He has never been there himself. He has heard stories because typically the means of being able to get into the Fugue Plane are if you die, which he has not done. He got turned into a flumph, but he did not die, or to go through the Shadow Fell. Uh, up until recently, the Shadow Fell was, you could not travel it uh, very well, if at all. Uh, but thankfully, Uh, He's And rightfully, he still does not really trust travel through the Shadowfell. Um, You have explained that your your relationship with the Queen of Ravens is pretty good, uh, to say the least. However, uh, he believes that just going from where you are at currently up the world tree, again, is going to be the safer bet for you all. Um, So he sets the course. And as you get closer and closer you can see that there is the edge of the astral sea and the edge of the astral sea is a very is a very interesting place to say the least mostly because you stop seeing stars you stop seeing the cosmic bodies that you are used to there are no more of these floating derelict dead gods you do not even see ships it looks like yours are the only vessels for miles around that are willing to get this close. Uh Skiznabat points out, falling off the Astral Sea is not exactly a great place to be in. Astral Sea, already pretty dangerous in terms of travel, uh, but to go over the edge. To fall into the World Tree without bearing can present dangerous consequences. Uh, such as potentially falling into the abyss, falling into the hells. These are not great places to fall into. Uh, But again, he is fairly confident uh, in his captaining abilities as well as in the structures that you all have presented with. So once you get to the edge of the Astral Sea, it looks like it is just this fierce sharp careen of space. It looks like there is an expanse that just sort of has a sharp edge to it. and he looks to sail your vessels over that edge. And upon doing so, if there are no hesita- if there is no hesitation, if there is no uh, uh, further objection. You see worlds and planes pass by in mere moments as you tip over that edge. The connecting fibers of the world tree are typically too brilliant and too vibrant for any one person to fully take in. But it seems like part of the blessing that Zareth bestowed is giving you protection from this confusion the granting you the ability to navigate proper. At this point as you fall you can hear cheers and shouting of joy coming from the sunsetters as they begin to figure out how best to essentially turn that downward swing into an upward trajectory and The, uh, and as they do, your ship follows suit. As the two of you make your way down with this brilliance passing by, you feel that that nosedive begins to turn up, and as it does, you hit onto a wave, a current of air that seems to extend from it as you ride that aether the aether stretches and grows into a canopy and as your ship passes Gwen, strangely enough, like you recognize parts of this you've actually had to climb elements of this tree before back when you were getting, uh, after you had gotten your eye knocked out uh, from Talos but uh, cruising cruising in a metallic dragon way, a much cooler way to do this uh, she
2: turns to the rest of the group and goes.
0: Ah, yes, it is also worthy of note uh, that Gwen lost the ability to speak Common due to the uh, due to the chaos goo. Uh, still can read it, can still write it, but the mouth sounds just does not uh, does not come out the way that it was intended.
4: Hori translates.
0: Incredible. So eventually you feel you watch as your ships are about to break into the canopy and the branches of the world tree shift and move almost like they are being displaced by your vessels as you hear Skiznabat cry out over the comms. I knew it would work, uh, seeming uh, an exclamation of joy over his hypothesis of that the tree would move based on the presence of a godling wanting to travel through it. Um, And as it does, you reach the topmost canopy, you sail up over it, and there is a moment where you realize that you are at the very top of the world tree that in every possible direction is every every single place that you could ever go that you could ever want to go or that you ever will go from here in a way you can see it all and in a way and in another way it looks so far removed from what it is that you can't help but just think of them as marbles as small little places that you would pass by in an instant almost like being in an airplane when you look at traffic below and they stop being cars and just start being an element of the landscape eventually that uh crux point of the fall begins to trigger and your ship writes and goes back down into the canopy where Skiznabat's crew is able to then navigate you along these branches from what he is able to know based off of the maps that he had been provided until you pass by and this tree is intense in coloration it is beyond vibrant it is a it is everything it is the world in lack of a better term and as you pass through this place eventually you are at the end of one of the rungs of this tree at the end of one of the branches and you shoot off and as you do you can feel that aether current pushing behind you propelling you forward and the area that you are in goes from this hyper vibrancy to a muted gray and looking around outside of what you can see everything is gray the sky bleeds in to itself below where there would be land but every direction that you can see is a lack of color except notably for one particular space from where you can see in your ship schiznabat points and directs and lets you see before you what he describes as the city of judgment gwen looking at this building looking at the City of Judgment, which Skiznabat has, uh, has also pointed out is run by the deity Kelumvor, uh, who I believe, not you necessarily, but some of you have heard of as far as their um, holy symbol being a set of scales, a little skeleton hand holding on to the scales, that sort of thing, and he is very much the de- one of the deities of the afterlife, though he was not pointedly one of the first. He overtook the position. And every known season is present upon this sphere that the city resides creating a truncated and efficient splendor a stark contrast to the concrete gray brutality of bureaucracy that lies in the fear at the bottom of every living creature's heart that seems to stand pointedly out amongst these woods arjan from where you are looking at All of these seasons, every single plant being present here. From where you can see the layout, this is a corporate park. It looks like these parks are designed and laid out in a way, not necessarily to promote a sense of splendor in terms of like how you've interacted with the Rathsk. This seems like if somebody has been in an office all day and they want to go out and adventure that this park is going to be the best for them. Corey, you recognize a park similar to this as something that is more described as a memory garden. And a memory garden is more pointed for um, when elves get on in their years, uh, and humans as well, when their memories begin to deteriorate and they begin to lose the line between their past selves and their current. One thing that people do is that they will take them to a memory garden, which is present with all of these seasons, to help bring back their current memory, to bring back their current season to them. And it seems like this building, even though it is, like, blockish and square and without soul, there is a kindness that surrounds it. And Gwen, you have been here several times. From a distance, you remember the stain of fresh ink, the smell of twice-burned coffee, and the impatient, unexpected unknowing of how a bespeckled man sitting at a desk across from you will sum up your whole life into a single series of checkboxes. You see a variety of creatures mill about the city, humanoid, hellish, the angelic, and the strange. Briefcases in hand, all but swarming in a frenzy towards the newest soul on its way down the passage of scales. On a balcony, a slender man with a limp cigarette out of his mouth looks towards your vessel and raises a coffee mug in your direction. If anyone paid attention to you before... Their eyes quickly go back to the stone pedestal at the edge of the city, marked new arrivals. As with a flash, you see a rotund lizard folk wearing a smart vest and a small hat appear looking confused, looking like not a thought between their eyes. And you continue on. This is not your stop. This is not the final destination for the Four Keeps. Surely not. Was it a dare queen, Baz? Calum, uh, with your perception, you do see this lizard folk mouth a word, a single word, and your lip-reading skills have improved greatly over the years. And you do see that he says the f- the phrase "Baz" as he looks behind him before being swarmed by the variety of briefcase wielding individuals as they make their way.
1: Feel like I should know them and pity them, but it just eludes me.
0: It's true, they or, are barely John just
3: wipes here. his nose knowingly.
0: And it yeah. is at this point that Skiznabat has set your courses to continue, and seeing that individual, um, Gwen. Is there any kind of emotion that stirs looking at this place?
2: Uh confusion, recognition, anger, and then oh shit, did we die? In giant?
1: No, we're 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 good, I think.
3: In oh, giant. Geez.
2: Wait, we can go see Talos while we're here. You guys would love Talos. another time no. i really don't think i
4: would in fact i don't know if he'd be happy to see me i threatened to fight him the last time i saw him
0: okay but like from what i know of that guy that's kind of seems like the thing that you would say if you wanted to get on his good side i mean best side obviously you beat him but like also worst side you beat him you know kind of thing he's a sore winner And as uh, Grayskull says that, he sort of like looks up in the direction of the sky, like just like, all right, sorry, I said like the thing. (laughs) Um, He does not want to be a a truth teller uh, when it comes to uh, talking shit about his own deity.
2: Chaos is great. He kicked me in the chest once. It was amazing. He's done much worse to you since. I know, he took my eye. It was awesome. And even since. (laughs) What did he do after that? He fought you. Is that after that? No, that was before that. It was for Philip. Oh. Well, that was the same trip. It doesn't really count.
3: (laughs) I don't know know what I was saying, but
2: stop. Do we, are we close to the person at the desk?
0: Uh, you are not close to the person at the desk, but you can see them. They are close enough that if you were uh, to wave at them from, like, the deck of the ship, they would see mm. you. Um, mm. Or if you were to call out to them, they might be able to hear.
2: Uh, we also
0: have the ship system to PA broadcast. That's true.
2: Just... In giant, yeah, we got me, yeah, motherfucker, ha ha.
0: Do you see that they like, uh, they like nod and like finagle their limp cigarette to ash into their coffee cup, so that way it doesn't get onto the ground. Uh, and they take a deep breath in. And as they exhale, you watch a smoke then comes up to look at you toward uh, in your direction. And it says, mine is a job that does not require me to chase. You will all find your way here at some point. This is not a threat. You are always welcome.
2: That was metal as fuck this is Bye. not a threat
0: it's a promise <laughs> and Ugh. they just sort of get like this like like they shake their head uh, at the incredulousness of you literally <laughs> looking at the god of death being like never once bitch like <laughs> 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 he's like I was nice to you I don't know yeah. like I saved you this from is one stuff. being nice
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is playful banter
3: <laughs> what do we say to the god of death Not right now. See
2: you at seven. Yeah.
1: Because I have to be somewhere stupid at four.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, thankfully, uh, it looks like that the City of Judgment lets you pass. They do not have uh, any reason why they would want to interfere with your travels, uh, especially because Kalambor... He hears a lot of things through the grapevine. Uh, Being at a large processing plant for the undead, uh, you hear a thing or two uh, from Passing Souls. That being said, uh, eventually, after another day or two, you finally make it into uh, past this malaise of gray until you are finally greeted with dream space proper. And looking out, (sighs) looking out into the space of dreams, you can see that you are watching all of creation begin and die out. You see stars brighter and colors that you could never have seen or properly spoken about without the feeling Without feeling the memory of them slip through your tu- slip by your tongue at every pass, and contained in this space are stars without number, worlds beyond design, and the desire to sleep, if only to dream. At this point, your crew of hardened adventurers—being Skiznovat's crew, Rasa, Hexton, Grayskull. this first day that they are in dream space they can see they are seeing or you're seeing them just be a little bit more on edge and rightfully the four of you can feel that same kind of tension as well that feeling of internally being smaller of feeling a little bit more sharper Of being distracted and suspicious of the corners, the darkest corners of this endless night. As you sail through. The only one who does not seem to be affected by dream space is Viceroy, your stone golem. But seeing as how they do not sleep, they do not dream. And therefore, cannot be bothered by the presence of a place comprised solely of dreams. So for this first day, as you are traveling, it becomes time for rest as it is. And each of you begins to fall asleep in this place. Again, it is very, you don't like this place, to say the least. It feels weird being a creature of flesh and bone in a place where only figments exist. But you're making do. I mean, you're on a giant mechanical ship. It's a great time. And as you rest, Calum. You are, if you could trance, or if you could dream, the choice this night is made for you. A library. Old, dusty, painful. In this place, warmth is denied, and you recognize the titles none of them friends. The authors, the hours, the stages between now and then where you were left to hope, to dream. A barren ring fills the air as your mind tries to create ambience. Stone wet, wood warped, ink smudged. Sunlight does not grace this place. You hear voices. Voices do not belong in this place. Voices You do not recognize voices. You stay out of sight, a clever shadow, making sure to avoid the creaks, cracks, and groans of the inanimate. There is pain outside of silence. You get closer, and you see two figures standing before you. Ancient. Older than land. Older than boundaries. Older than the origin of echoes. You recognize one. But more notably, you recognize the words within her whisper. This is Vlakith, Lich Queen of the Gith. She stands before a figure cloaked in the impossible, colors beyond vivid landscapes and portraiture beyond the fantastic, and only an interested and playful smile peeking out beneath a hood of the unreal. Vlakith speaks words, your words to the set of pursed lips beyond their cloak of infinite possibility. The lips smile, and you hear a laugh, a simple laugh, warm like a house fire and comforting as smoke turn in your direction. They repeat the words of creation, the language of the lost. And as they do, you watch them shuffle a deck of cards until a card is drawn until the laughter stops. You see before you a singular playing card which calls a name towards you. Impossibility. The Unbound. Creation. The Fool. This card is yours, and it becomes you as you be- as you become embraced by it. You feel every fiber of your connection to the weave being analyzed under scrutiny, logged, documented, savored. Your vision begins to fade as you feel as though you are falling, and in those last moments, you see a set of hands shuffling that same deck of cards. And you feel your body connect with the ground, going from an alarming speed to an equally alarming sudden stop as you feel yourself shatter like porcelain in the impact. Your eyes shoot awake and you are on your floor. You must have fallen out of your bunk at some point in the night. You write yourself, taking stock of your surroundings, when you notice it, face down on your desk, unassuming and filled with the endless, a singular playing card that only needs to be drawn. Gwen. You awake to waves crashing Clawing, or crashing, crawling, stealing upon the rocks of the shore of any and all that dare to get close. Your eyes adjust to a sky of red, a sea of black, and the corona of viscera upon the biblically accurate form of Hexton the Graveblade. Each of your Goliath companions lie before you, their blood free for the air to take, coating the sand around you. The crown beneath you is soaked with an unnatural give found only in the fields of slaughter. As you look to him, each scar upon your skin opens one by one until you feel a cracking pain across your spine as the tattoo of the Tread Thunder clan leader with symbols for each of the friends you couldn't save breaks open. Blood free flows down your person as you suffer every wound you have ever gained all at once, and before you, Hexton raises his weapon, the wicked blade of a reaper. The waves of the ocean recede. The life once held beneath the surface of the waves is revealed and vulnerable, gasping and flailing in their stripped environment. Your feet fail to let you rise as a wall of gore blocks out the glow of the sun as Hexton smiles. Black wings acting as guides to the destruction behind him, directing their ire directly to you. Thousands of the dismembered and their namesake appendages wash over you, twitching, writhing, and screaming for a god that will never come. You brace as a wave of destruction overtakes you as you drown beneath the gore. You cannot breathe as the stench of death fills every pore. You are pulled down yet you fight to rise to the top. You can feel flesh between your, beneath your nails as you force your way to breathe unimpeded, but you can feel the dense pressure of an ocean of bloodshed collapsing around you. Calmly, Hexton floats towards you, his weapon odd and out of place with its magenta hue, glistening in the light of the bloodied sun. Do not think I do this out of anger, Godslayer. I carry your name upon my blade as readily as ivy will overtake the strongest oak. To witness the lightning leave your eye will be one of my greatest honors. You feel a force connect with the side of your head as you are rocketed out of your bunk by a recently resurrected, resurrected Goliath Goliath Chieftain stares down at you, his eyes wide in disturbance, as Grayskull is, he does not look well in this place. Arjan, it has been a while since you've had a dream that started this way. You were inside of a stone coffin. You recognize your shortness of breath, the smell of stagnant stone, and the taste of dust. But this feels lucid, like you are able to change the course of your own dream. And so you push, you shove, your muscles tense as you tap into your draconic strength to raise the lid of your damnation onto the floor where it smashes into fourteen distinct pieces. You look towards the stairwell that led down to your despair and see that the gate is open. You see the sun. You see the flash of red you've held close and wished you could hold close for longer. You reach the surface and you see Ross's face gaining a peace from a comfort that you have only known in her presence. And then you feel it. A burning sensation in your chest. Markings you wish you could forget begin to glow as you see your skin stretch around the shape of a draconic maw protruding from your chest. You watch as clawed hands push out until they pierce and tear you open as a dragon onyx in coloration with wicked shards of magenta colored crystal protruding along their spine emerges from within you into a shape that you know all too well. Despite her efforts, Rasa is unable to withstand the ferocity of a creature as ancient as the obsidian tyrant, and with your life spilling out upon the dirt, you attempt to harass the powers you have gained through your travels, the echo of the great worm. And as you extend your arm out and visualize your wizarding soul, you feel your arm go taut before it twists at an unnatural angle until you feel every scale of your bicep tear from the skin below. Out of options and out of time, you hear the submission of Earth beneath his feet as Tarlean brings a claw down unto you. Finally, you have proven your worth, he says, turning to you. A life as a vessel, he says, leaning closer. You have fulfilled your purpose. Now embrace your sentence. A life as a king. And Tarlane's form begins to shift and seep before you as your vision fades into his the faith of every Arjan who has sworn their allegiance to you, fading as they kneel before the terrifying visage of your origin. Cory before you stands a tree, old, mighty, and rot with all the names of all those who have donned the mantle before you. Enemies about you lash out, sword flashing, smites flaring, and the true power of the gods behind your every move. You send the copies of yourself in every direction but the one before you, as you see him, the avatar of Caius, beyond a field of his lesser forms. Sword and sorcery fly, untethered, until the moment you have worked for rises to meet the final breath of the worm that walks. You drive your blade deep within its chest, unleashing a smite with the brilliance of the sun. Caius weakly grabs the Blade of Wrythe and looks up at you. From behind their mask you hear, "Kales. why? Your world darkens. The brilliance of the sun goes cold, and as the shadows grow around you, you see the truth. The worms fall away, and before you, you see gray skin, kind eyes filled with tears, and the mouth of your wife trying to find the shapes to ask where things had gone wrong. The tree of names split down the middle with a blackened pitch oozing from its severance, You look to writhe, Surely this is a dream, an, an illusion, a falsehood. You would never, you could never. Your stomach sinks. The illusion fades around you, but so does your own. You see the light leave your skin as it becomes sallow and pale. You see your hair darken to that of the deep night. Your armor tarnishes, the weight of your sword becomes heavy, and as you look at Wrythe, the archfey, who swore itself to you to perceive past deception, your eyes adjust to a sight that you had long since forgot. Buried on the surface of a place no one could find, you had placed a ring, a singular band of metal, so simple in design, sinister in intent. It's been a while, hasn't it? You sense a presence behind you. You look abruptly in the direction of a voice all too familiar and see her. Dressed as always in a well put together manner, half moon glasses resting upon the bridge of her nose, the left side of her face missing from the cheekbone upward. In the space of missing flesh, you see darkness. Weeping, spilling, umbral rage that peels away in place of flesh, glaring back at you. Dying stars cast the longest shadows. How long have you lived this lie? Did it ever stop? Somewhere you must have known, Nixia. This is your truth. Now rise and return to your people. May the living be dead in your wake as you usher in the era of the dark sun. And you cannot look anywhere but at the matted eyes of your betrayal, her life's blood spent and cooling before you as you feel a hand on your shoulder. With a gentle pull, you stand to meet her, being led to usher in an age of darkness. As the mistress of night turns, leading you, you see a burning rage of deep magenta lodged in her skull, trapped inside of a crystal that grows in response to the failing of your faith. And that is when you wake up. Gwen, Skull is notably on, like, at you, holding onto your shoulders. And just, I don't like this. I don't like this place. This place is bad.
2: What the fuck just happened? Where's um, Hex?
0: Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. Was I supposed to be watching him? I was taking a little nap, and then some bad shit started happening in my brain place. I don't like it. It's been a while since I've had a dream, but dreams aren't supposed to be like this, I don't think.
2: Gwen fumbles out of bed. Uh, she falls and goes, uh, to try and find Hexton.
0: When you find Hexton, Hexton is sitting on the deck of the ship, simply floating, looking out into the space of dreams.
2: Hexton! Hexton, is my name on your blade?
0: They turn and look and seem a little off-put by this, but they look at their greatsword and do not see... Your name, and they say, Uh, Typically, the names appear on the blade after they die. So unless I have killed you and forgot, which I do not believe that I would, you are safe from me. Do you sleep? In this state, no.
2: Okay. It's fine. Sorry. I'm just gonna not sleep ever again.
0: And Hexton doesn't really understand why, but he nods.
2: I need coffee. I need a lot of coffee. She goes back, grabs Grayskull by, like, the side of his pants and he's like we need coffee
0: yeah and Grayskull is like uh-huh yeah and like you can see he's very wary of Hexton as well and Hexton just mm-hmm. goes back to like holding his like learning how to hold his sword now that his center of where the arms articulate is much closer than it would be if it was at your shoulders
2: mm-hmm we sit down, get coffee, and Gwen starts to tell him about her dream.
0: Okay. Uh, the rest of you, having woken, you smell coffee being made. Do you join Gwen? Yes.
4: Okay. I'm gonna say yeah. I have a question. Did Summer Corey have the same nightmare?
0: In Summer Cory's dream, Mm. she watched the event play out from a third-person perspective as one of the shadows that you sent. Because ultimately, Mm. your forms, as Nixia, are not other seasons. They are shadows of the season of death.
4: Great. Cool. Uh, I think that Corey and Summer Cory are gonna be sitting at a table, uh, with Rife, like, off and, like, in the middle of the table, and they're both just sort of, like, looking down at it, like, hmm.
1: Can- can Kalem walk in, just holding up a cup of coffee? Rough night.
4: I might presume that we all have dreams disturbing dreams very the worst worst dreams of your life yeah
1: i wouldn't say the worst dream of my life but it was pretty up there
3: is this like a normal effect here
1: arcana check or history yeah make an arcana check starting off strong with a natural 24 31
0: do you all tell Caleb of your of your dreams? Sure. Now Caleb, one thing that was present in every other member of your party's dream, outside of your own, pointedly, was a color that was presented. Mm -hmm. A crystalline magenta. Mm -hmm. Now, with a natural 20, you remember very closely that color and that gem. Because at one point, you had gems of that color growing from your lower back. You had gems of that color growing out of your leg. This crystalline structure that seemed to have seeped into your party members' minds... echoes of the night serpent. It seems like being in the place where dreams call their home has brought awareness to the ones who reside here.
1: Well, it looks like we might be suffering some residual effects from dealing with Dendar, considering purple and crystal is a motif in all of our dreams, and we're also in the fugue plane, which is also her domain.
4: Ah. I was going to say, residual effects. This seems a little intense for a residual effect.
1: Well, it is a deity, after all.
3: Are there any apparitions, celestials, um, vaping undead within a mile of us right now?
0: Yes, they do not appear to be getting closer.
3: It doesn't tell me the exact location, just that they're there. Yes. Also, it tells me that there's a dragon here. Two dragons. And some celestials.
1: Um, honestly, I think if before we sleep a protection of good and evil is cast on us, we should be able to
3: be alright. We could go sleep in the manor.
1: We could go sleep in the manor. That's a separate dimension in and of itself.
3: Or leave the manor and go sleep in Pristain. Or anywhere else. You should probably...
4: I would like not to have another dream like that again.
1: Fair. We should probably also set something up with the other ship so that they can get a restful night's sleep. Given if we're suffering it, they might be too.
0: Yeah, and when you speak to Skiznavat's crew, they are also just generally like they do not feel, they do not come across like they have gotten a good night's sleep. They do not come across that they have been enjoying their time uh, in the space of dreams. So presenting them like protection, like A, like protection from good and evil, maybe that would help, like figuring out those kinds of things. Um, curious cabin for the night mm-hmm. and then just head back to my own ship yep definitely can do that as well now caleb what did you do with the playing card that was on your desk he
1: had left it there okay. uh, until he had gotten another chance to look at it okay and if he does it's basically the whole mad scientist uh detect magic identify or kind of checks to make sure this isn't cursed
0: Make an Arcana check for me. Yes, chef. Uh, that is a twenty-eight. With a twenty-eight. Calum. You are a Magister of Mistra. You have been at a time killed and resurrected with a direct tie the shadow weave when you first became a lich you are familiar with most every known type of magic and where it stems from and where it comes from which is why this card is baffling to you This is an unknown source of magic. And as you continue to look into it and to identify it, it creates a... It is a moment of curiosity, to say the least, as looking at it, This is you, as there was no other way for it to be. You have been chosen by gods before, but you have never felt chosen by something beyond even them. You aren't sure if you like that.
1: So I can't tell functionally what this card does.
0: Functionally, but I know it's meant for me. You do know what is meant for you. Functionally. You aren't sure. You know that in this place, that in the dream realm, there is somebody you could ask. Which would be a very strange place to go to, considering you are awake and not sleeping. But you are fairly confident that if you looked hard enough and scanned for it, you could probably find your plateau. You could probably find the Library of Mistra here. Or the Library of Saloon
1: double taps the icon the, the, the pendant on his um cloak. Hey, um could we make a quick pit stop? I have some pressing news. What do you mean pit stop? Uh Kalen will find where everyone is. So remember when I had that dream? Be more specific? uh the dream where we all had our like our worst nightmares yada 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 yes that was literally last night (laughs) yes well i don't know if i said it but i dreamt that blacketh was talking with someone and well this card appeared on my desk (laughs) using like prestigitation to make it levitate in his hand
4: are you saying that there's more truth to our dreams than we'd like to give them credit for
1: Uh, Perhaps, because, for one thing, this item itself is not made of either weave or shadow weave. It is a secret and more powerful third thing.
4: Cory nods slowly. Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Hold this for a second. She's just going to give you Wraith.
0: Okay. Hello, Wraith. Wraith just sort of, like, grumbles at you
1: does this make me the Kalen? of fun leaves now? <laughs> <laughs> I demote you Coriander Jonquil back to Paige. <laughs> Is that
4: uh, how this works? That would be lower Kalen. but um, <laughs> she, she just sort of like watches your face for a second and then takes it back. Okay. Tell me, tell me more about this cod. I
1: don't know. That's the thing. And because we're in the dreamscape, we could actually visit the Library of Mistra, and Saloon and Raven Queen Annex. That'd be really cool,
3: actually.
4: Hmm. Well, part of me thinks that that would be really risky, but the other part of me thinks that you wouldn't be able to get there a the normal way while yeah. here.
1: Also, pressing issue, I feel like this card is speaking to me on an emotional level
4: where that writhe does
1: i don't know i've never had writhe with me
4: what's it saying wait you just did you just had wrath
1: uh was pretty grumpy Hmm.
4: that makes sense i've been
1: no it, it it feels like this is mine What does it do? I don't know. And I don't really want to test it in a compact, pressurized metal object. Divine would, Sense. would be best. I'm learning.
0: Corey, your Divine Sense covers Fae, Fiend, Undead, and Apparition, because you are a Oath of Ancients paladin? I think we added Fae because, uh, Kaelin. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah
4: added i i think that i i had like fey and then we like added some like i think we added undead because it felt weird to be a paladin that couldn't do undead
0: i mean regardless uh
4: divine sense uh anything affected by a hallow spell i know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet i guess we did add fey and it's not behind total cover
0: So you Divine Sense, this playing card that Calum has, which as you look at it, the back is a relatively uh, standardized design. It's not too intricate from what you're able to see. Um, It's a nice like latte brown color. It seems like the line engravings are a little bit lighter in coloration. And on its front, you can see that it says The Fool.
4: Hmm.
0: Ah! And when you divine sense, it is pointedly the absence of something.
4: Hmm.
0: Like when you look at a puzzle, and like a jigsaw puzzle, and one of the jigsaw puzzle pieces has been removed, you can tell the outline of what that puzzle piece is but you are unable to find what the image is on it, what the makeup is. It seems like whatever this is, it does not fit into any of those categories. But in the same way, it fits into every one of those categories.
4: Corey kind of squints at it. It's empty. Truly empty. There's, it's like there's nothing there, but in the way that there's everything there, so it's not distinctly anything.
1: Corey, Cory, leave the metaphysical, leave the metaphysical stuff to me, please.
4: Well, you're certainly not figuring out yourself, are you?
1: No, not in the slightest, and it both terrifies and excites me.
4: Hmm. What do you think, Arjun?
3: I can't speak without uh, going into Persona 4 stuff.
4: So I'm, I will stay <laughs> silent. <laughs> well said, Arjan. Arsene.
1: Is Arjan my Arsene?
4: Does this mean Arjan to is
3: Seth. <laughs> Does
1: this
2: mean anything to you, Gwen? Uh yeah, I know exactly what this is.
1: She knows exactly what this is. <laughs>
4: Eyebrows
2: raise? No, I have no idea. She Do does. not have, have an idea? idea?
0: Make a history or an arcana roll.
2: Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh boy bu- bu- boy.
0: Can I assist?
2: <laughs> no need. Oh. No, I three. Oh! Seventeen. with a minus one Gwen coming through
0: (laughs) Gwen surprisingly you do know what this is (laughs) what this is from what you are able to see this is considered a card from what you know to be a tarot deck it's a playing card that is part of a greater set Typically, this card is reserved for the, uh, as you've heard it described, the major arcana. You aren't really sure Mm -hmm. what the minor arcana is or really Mm -hmm. anything else. Like you heard that phrase in passing at a city that you were, uh, you know, bouncing Mm -hmm. in a long, long time Uh, ago. Usually they're reserved for things like telling fortunes uh, or giving readings on things.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, sorry, let me just actually look at it. She's saying in Giant.
0: Uh, translating, translating, well, translating.
2: Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is from a tarot deck, which is like fortune telling stuff, which is kind of like what I do, but with bones. Um, Question. Major- yeah.
1: Can I just cast Tongues on Gwen to make her speak in common?
0: Yes, but co- Tongues does have a, I believe, a 10 minute cooldown, or after you uh, cast it, it lasts for about 10 minutes. Oh, I don't even have today is it uh we could say that you had uh, it prepared you've had gwen speaking nothing but giant for the last set of days durations one hour yeah you could have her speak regular for one hour
2: uh oh ah hey hi guys um so for did you did you get the card face up or face down like was it facing you or was it upside down when you looked at it
0: I'm gonna assume facing up, right side up, Simon. It was facing down, and you had to draw it off of your deck, or off of your deck in order to gain it.
1: Calum is a take from bottom, flip upward kind of guy. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It was the fool in the upright position.
2: In the Uh, upright position. mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I I don't know what it means, but I know that that's important. So.
1: Well, the uh, fool is depicted as like someone on a journey. Their first couple of steps because they're the neophyte of whatever organization they're in uh fun fact apparently eventually they become the hierophant
3: and that's all oh. my tarot knowledge <laughs> what would what would Arjun need to roll to uh to give oracle tech lore
0: history or arcana <laughs>
1: Oh, by the way, if we have that second yeah. ring of spell storing, I'll just cast a bunch of tongues into it, so yeah. Gwen can just cast it on herself.
3: John flips in the ring.
4: I'm afraid I'm only familiar with Taroka, and I don't think that was in our world.
1: Oh, yes, I've played Taroka, too. I fail at extraction all the time.
2: I just know about bones. Sorry. you do a bone reading for you if you want.
1: No, I'm done. <laughs> I was about to blurt out, is that kind of like a dick rate? Boo. No, no. no Boo. No. Boo. <laughs> so, well, if we could hit up the library, we might be able to suss this out really fast. What or direction get- is the library
3: from here?
0: Yeah, Caleb, uh make a Arcana check. Oh my god. Thirty. You know the direction of the library.
1: I, I'd like to think that Kalum actually casts like a cut like a modified spell and there's like a blue thread that is from his finger and just points outward.
0: Follow to the where... direction of the thread. Uh that way. Now, Calem, pointedly. When you cast this spell, this quickly modified spell to follow the thread, your card glows. It seems oh. like it registers itself as an arcane focus for you. Oh. oh my God. It's your persona focus.
3: Which is so much better than the gun.
0: <laughs>
1: we use air guns to shock ourselves to think of the moment of our deaths. P three, I'm looking at you. P three was peeling off time. your face.
0: <laughs> we smash cards. <laughs> All right, so, Calum, as this card glows, as you follow the direction of the blue thread, and as both of your ships travel through the night into the, the direction of the Library of Saloon. That is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see all of you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon!
3: For people to see like fire elemental birds Uh, so much so that it's supposed to be an omen of the goddess of good fortune Uh, so they started calling the few chance encounters they have with one a walking phoenix
2: wow
3: what a
1: joker am I right the
0: camera
2: change I can't the camera change
0: sold it yes Uh please that was awesome and a good joke (laughs) It got my lore. It got a great actor who's honestly, whose filmography is incredible. Um, all of the things I love. Fantastic. Good joke. Good bit. Yay. No goddamn it this time. Just yay.
4: Take notes, people. We got to do Forgotten Realms themed uh, puns from now on.
0: Yay.
3: absolutely not (laughs) okay even Watsy is moving away from the Forgotten
0: Realms you you just know (laughs) look they had their they had that horse they've had the Forgotten Realms horse in the race for over a decade now it's fine the horse can retire because that's what horses do after they are done being at the racetrack they retire don't look up what happens to horses after they're done racing but Anyways, we are back in our lovely game. Calum, you have just cast a spell that is going to direct you towards the library of Saloon. You have come to realize that the tarot card you are in possession of acts as an arcane focus and it seems to glow that same bluish color that seems to come from the thread on your finger. Uh, that finger thread... Is that just like visible throughout all of dream space or is it does it like fade after like, it fades ten? after a while? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's just like a compass wanted, needle. Yeah, just wanted to establish what was going on there, but I, yes, you're also
1: because you pointed it out. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know what if I do the same spell but use the shadow weave instead? Does the card turn purple?
0: The card does not turn purple, the card act, uh, stays that same color. Huh, switch that back to the blue. <laughs> That being said, uh, because you rolled so high on your Arcana check previously, I will give you this. Because you are, are, it's still going to be a ways until you get to the Library of Saloon. Notably, the card does not change color and does not reflect upon itself when you cast a cantrip. When you perform a firebolt, when you perform any, like, prestidigitation, it does not seem like it responds to that. Uh, However, it seemed like using a more customized spell seemed to cause it to activate, as it were. There's a brief moment where...
1: Could we say that we had, like, a little shot put set up on the deck so that, like, Arjan
0: and Calum could practice oh, yeah. sniping? Oh, yeah. No, that was one of the things that Skiznabat was like, you guys don't have one of these, we're giving you our spare. Like, you need to have something to do when you're traveling through the Astral Sea. It's scene. that
1: scene from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen where they're on the sub and mm-hmm. Huck Finn is learning how to shoot from fucking <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh, yeah.
2: Quartermain, John Quartermain.
1: Quartermain. John Quartermane. But he'll, he'll, like, tap his foot, launch a clay pigeon, and then shoot it with a guiding vault.
0: With a guiding volt, the card responds. Ah! What, did it just, just close?
1: It just close. Huh.
4: Oh, seemed It seemed to like that.
1: Just a regular lightning
0: bolt across the bow, not hitting anything. Doesn't seem to respond. There's a little bit in terms of residual, but doesn't uh, seem I, to respond. Or he shoots
4: way. a lightning bolt.
0: Ah, g- great job.
4: <laughs> okay, I'm dr- hey, yeah. listen, we've got a <laughs> fucking sure. need a control. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think this card is responding to anything that uses the language of the lost.
4: Hmm. Must be why it likes you so much.
1: Does this card have feelings? Have I done something to just make it disprove of me?
4: Um, I think you'd know better than I? I don't
1: read people, Cory, not-
4: (laughs) It's your card.
0: And Calum, when Cory says that phrase, it's your card.
1: This card belongs to There is
0: a resonance within you as you look at that card. It is yours. Is it my precious? No.
1: Okay. And yes. No, fuck. <laughs> it is not
0: necessarily a Lord of the Rings style precious. But it is yours in that you knew, you know, that if you were to throw it off of the side of this ship into the plane of dreams, you don't know how, you don't know when, you don't know why, but you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that that card would return to you somehow.
1: This is very concerning, and I have a lot to think about. That's never a good thing to Corey as he like just starts walking away.
4: (laughs) Corey shrugs. uh, Then walks away looking at Wraith again.
0: And as you continue to look at Wraith, you hear a response from it. Is something bothering you?
4: Is Rife able to see my dreams? Probably not, huh?
0: Probably not, no. Okay.
4: Well, there's Corey like
0: a, a general like understanding of like, I am your sentient weapon. I I can if I want to, but like I'm being polite and not.
4: Uh Corey explains that she had a dream about Shar. Um and it really freaked her out.
0: There is a silence from Rife. And do you believe this dream? Is that why you have been looking at me curiously?
4: I certainly don't want to believe this dream. But I think that's what worries me. It would be very easy to just discard it as meddling of a nightmare goddess, but if it weren't just a dream, I'd feel awful silly for not doing anything about it.
0: (laughs) And Rife pauses and says, there is a phrase for the events that transpired unto you from this deity. Traumatic events. It is not trauma in the same way that we lose a friend, but it is trauma yet in the same way when we lose ourselves. from my understanding of you, from what you have allowed me to glimpse, you are the first to stand in line when there are those who need be saved. Whether it be the fey folk of the Hollowed locks, or whether it be your friend, the Magister, when he was taken by dark forces. The one person that I have seen you struggle with trying to save first and foremost is yourself. I am here to help cut through deception. There is no lie that you tell me when you are worried of if this is real. But I believe that it stands to your character, that you worry if it is or not. Do you know who you are? And I do not ask this to throw a wrench into your line of thinking or cause confusion. I believe I do. And who may that be?
4: Whoever I want to be.
0: And is the figure that you saw in your dream someone that you want to be? Or is that someone that Shar wanted you to be?
4: I think you know the answer to that.
0: And I believe you do as well. Do not worry about my presence here. The ring that you bear on your finger you earned in the Isle of Autumn at my ritual site in the city of Duskridge where your family has begun to build and construct a new ancestral home for yourself strange that you will have three ancestral homes i will admit but an ancestral home nonetheless you are a product of your upbringing you are a product of your adventure but most of all you are a product of yourself the actions and deeds and titles that you've won titles that you've earned, those cannot be taken away. And if they were false titles, I would know. So do not fear, Kaelin of the Fallen Leaves. You do not have to trust what I am if there is still doubt that harbors in your mind. But trust in yourself. And trust in your own ability.
4: I think I know what you mean. Mm. And I'm going to interpret that in the most literal way possible. (laughs) And I'm going to send Spring Cory to the moon to go find that ring I buried. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Cut to Trust in myself. <laughs> Cut to Spring Corey looking at Oliviette. There's one place Mother would never be able to find us. Looks up at the night sky. How fast can we get to your ship? <laughs> Are you telling me that Kalamia wouldn't launch herself to the moon? To the moon! We'll find out if your mother is willing to go to the moon and back to chase you down. We'll find uh, out if your mother isn't already on the moon because she predicted this. <laughs> I called in a couple of favors, Ellestree. I'm sorry. My hands are tied. <laughs> I owe her a favor, Coriander. You have to believe me.
4: God damn it. Yeah, no, Spring Cory has access to locate object, so that should just be a matter of, like, going to the uh, relative uh, location that we remember leaving it and then locate objecting uh, like metal detector style for a bit. So i think check in with them later.
0: The one question that Spring Corey would have What do I do with it when I find it?
4: Um Do a little divine sense. Make sure it hasn't been tampered with. And then put it back where you found it. Right. Just be certain that it is the exact ring that I left there, that we left there, and that there's nothing different about it.
0: There is a moment where Spring Cory goes from being more jovial, talking with you, to when you say make sure it's the same ring. She has a serious tone, as she says, as if I could ever forget.
4: Oof. Okay, bye. <laughs> Love you. Choose. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe I got away with splitting myself into three different people. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum.
0: It's fine. It's fine.
2: It's all right. I have 24 people in my head, so. Well, t- sorry, 22 now. Oh, uh,
0: you can still go up to 24. What? There's always more.
2: There's always more.
0: All right. So that is the better part of the day is heading in the direction of the library. You know that you are going to get there first thing after a long night's rest. What does the group do? Do you try and do a uh, a Calum's Curious Cabin? Do you end up going back through the door uh, that is in the tyrant to get yourself just out of dream space for a little while? Uh, Or do you take a risk and sleep in your cabins once again? You know what I want to do. I don't, actually, and it's horrifying, and that's one of the things I love about this game. So what I'm going to do is chop
1: off a hand Uh and then put that with the True Resurrection tablet and send that to Olivier... er, to Diantha via a Galder Speedy courier, so that if I die, she can cast True Resurrection on my
4: hand. Your entire hand? Why not just like a pinky finger?
0: Like an ear? Be easy. Um, I could just cut hair, honestly.
4: Like a toe.
3: <laughs> Should, I, I would suggest that we not do that. No. <laughs> it was an idea because that is a action true resurrection that we might need
4: yeah
1: I'm gonna try sleeping on the boat at least one more time okay because curious cabin isn't uh concentration so I'm not afraid of dropping it sure sure I think it's more he trances with a card in front of him trying to ponder the card okay
4: Corey doesn't go too far from Calum while he's pondering his card. When I said that, I crossed out the word orb and replaced it with card in my head. (laughs) While he's pondering it, Corey stays within thirty feet of
0: him. Okay. Calum, are you like doing it within thirty feet of the open door of the cabin, or is is Corey not in the cabin for this? Oh. uh, Or did you like open it on deck and then just like went below? Yeah,
1: he he would have opened the Kears cabin, like, on the other ship because there is a range component to it. Okay. And give them a thumbs up before heading back down to his room. Sounds good.
2: Gwen and Skull are 100% in the cabin.
0: Sounds good. Hexton will join you in the cabin.
4: Portable party shack, baby.
0: Arjun will, will stay on the boat. Okay. sounds good so as the evening draws calem you want to meditate on this card you are in the the heat of dream space um make an insight check for me
1: oh oh boy that is an 18
0: an 18. You look at this card, and you think very long and hard about the dream that you had. Your friends told you of nightmares. And yours, nightmare, it seemed to start, but ultimately you did not seem to have the same experience of feeling your draconic ancestor burst out of your chest, finding out your entire life up till this point has been a lie, or witnessing a hellish creation of your own de- uh, of your own devices clearing out an entire coastline. No, instead, you watched the lich queen Vlakith speak to someone you could not see. And you remember that when you had first gained consciousness in the city of Tunarath, and had spoken with Vlakith, that she had perform- performed a Detect Thoughts, and that she had gone a little bit deeper, and that she had gained the knowledge that you had of the language of creation, And at the time, there wasn't really much that you all could do about that, considering that she was surrounded by red dragons, you had just kind of come off of the whole being dead thing, and you still kind of were dead, but like in a lich sort of way. But the person that she was talking to, that is somebody that you have not seen before. That is somebody that you have never met before and that is somebody that you have never heard before, but you recognize a single part of her. And you recognize that single part actually from something that you had seen earlier in the day when you had rode the aether of the world tree and seen every piece of the planes surrounding you, passing by at once. That montage of blistering differences was the same that was reflected on this individual's cloak. You're guessing from the laughter that it was a woman's cloak. You do not know who she is. But you know that she gave you this card. Even in your dream, she recognized you. Regardless of how you recognized yourself in that dream, she knew you for who you were, who you are, and who you will become. And this was the card that was dealt to you.
1: That is what well that get. gives me nothing. <laughs> Still a whole lot I got I got some context clues, but that's about it.
0: That is correct. Um Corey, you watch Caleb focusing on this card. Not a whole lot is happening. He just seems to be very, very focused on it. Um you can also, I would say I would say make an insight check as well. To like not necessarily just look at Calum, but also look at the card because you are meditating close enough. And at this point we've established that proximity allows uh, our elves to share partial meditation with each other. I got a three. Okay, a three. Corey, you you see the same imagery that Calum sees. But you don't have the names to really put. Like, it is where Calum described this woman's laugh like smoke. It seems that smoke is too pervasive for you to truly see anything other than the shifting ever behind that smoke. And when you look at that card, you know that that isn't for you. You don't want it to be for you. Not out of fear and not out of anger. But there is something deeply rooted in your mantlehood that does not like that card. It does not like what that card represents. Not the fool, but the tarot.
4: Hmm
0: because the tarot represents order of a different kind. Mm. As Corallon, you have your own way of things being ordered. You've seen the way that things are ordered throughout the centuries. This card reflects something different. An element of change.
4: Change really so bad?
0: Excellent question, Gwen. You are inside the curious cabin. Fuck no, we're not sleeping in space. We're in our
2: PJs. We've got popcorn.
0: Got hot cocoa.
2: Stories. Oh no, we're telling stories of battle. I'm sorry, Simon. Okay, it's it's quiet. It's quiet. Simon, go to sleep.
1: Thumb
2: up, thumb up. Uh yeah, so we're just like, you know, getting rowdy, maybe having a pillow fight. Okay. Lightning Summer
4: Cory the is there for sure.
0: Huh? Yeah. Oh, Summer, Summer Cory is there for, there for sure. sure. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Summer Cory is participating uh in this pillow fight. At one point, Gwen Summer Cory will ask uh for the rematch of a century uh it seems that one of their fo- their strongest memories in summer form uh was rassalin uh yes. back when y'all were going after some cave fishers uh Hell yeah. way, way back when uh it seems like summer it's Corey does not now, want bitch. to lose uh yeah as oh it she were. does <laughs> uh and to be fair uh corey's previous sentient arm Uh, has also made its way into the cabin. And we say uh, previous arm currently sentient is the best way Uh to describe that. Uh, And they have posted themselves up on a table. And whenever anyone comes by, they immediately go into like an arm wrestling stance. (laughs) And then like Hexton is like, I don't... Hexton does not know how to like balance himself for, for arm wrestling, nor is he particularly like wanting to arm wrestle with this... Mm-hmm. Sentient arm that seems to be there. Um, yeah. The, but the arm, you know, it is there to entertain. Uh, when it sees like who's fighting, uh, between, uh, Corey and Gwen, it'll give a thumbs up for a good performance, a thumbs down for a bad performance. But during the count, it will always have its thumb to the side. Uh, in a gladiatorial kind of way like "Mm -mm," like yeah was this a fight worthy of the champion of the gods Um, but yeah Gwen uh thankfully dream space no you don't have to deal with it and a lot of members of Skiznabat's crew are also here and they're like kind of getting food and, and getting a little bit of an element of relief uh about them but Notably, some members of their crew did have to stay uh, outside to continue piloting the ship in the direction mm-hmm. that Caleb is leading. Uh, Arsha, you were staying on the ship as well. Um, so this evening, a lot of things have gone by. A lot of things have, have been brought to light and kind of come to pass. And this new card... That Calem has in his possession. As far as the order of operations go, as far as everything that's been set, you might as well take care of this, but like you are still number one threat, Caius. And beneath that, the imagery of Tarlean is hard to clear your mind from. If Arjan is spending the evening on the ship, how does he spend his evening? Caleb and Corey are busy staring at a singular playing card, hoping to gain some semblance of meaning and understanding from it. You have been effectively left to your own devices.
3: Does Rasa... Uh, Need to
0: sleep somewhere else rasa she would want to know how long you plan to be in this place because she has the ability as comes with age and being a trained soldier that she can push on for several days before uh having to require a rest she mostly sleeps because it's it's nice to take a a a quick eight uh every now and then but she does not necessarily require sleep in this place though you can tell that even just being here she does not particularly like it she does not particularly care for it because this is a place that does not make sense a place that cannot make sense How long do we plan on being here? You know that your trip, from what Skiznabat had told you, you were looking at at most three more days of travel, and that is including your stoppage. She can push on, and then you would all be arriving into doom space with her not having slept. Or she could try and get some shut-eye, either here or... Again, notably somewhere else.
3: I mean, Arjun doesn't have anything else that he really needs to do, okay, or wants to do.
0: Just checking on Rasa. Yeah. Okay. The she will tell you of her nightmare. Of uh, she had. She will take like gentle naps while she's flying, uh, just sort of like carrying on the breeze as some birds are able to do. And the brief nap did beget her some disturbance, but in her in her nightmare, she was alone. There was no warmth of gold, there was no warmth of the queen. You were not there pointedly and she felt once again that she was at the bottom of a ladder that no one was paying attention to she feels uh pointedly not great about that but she knows that that is not the case that now she has wealth and she works directly For Tiamat, after earning quite a title for herself in Blacketh's Forces as well, she has everything that she could want. Except for the stability of knowing that a world-ending threat has been removed. And she is focused, determined, to see that through to the end by your side seems her way of coping uh, with a bad dream is self affirmations uh, and reminding herself of who she is and of what she is and of what she has become
3: rasa has lived in the astral sea for hundreds of years she has in the realm
0: of dreams The Fugue Plane and the Astral Sea are different places. She has seen dreams come to life through very powerful wizards. But this is where dreams begin and this is where dreams end.
3: Okay. my i i i was wondering if she had any insight on like basically is there a point to suffering through the nightmares
0: let me see if she knows get that stuff out of there yeah. And she will say, I do not believe that there is a point to suffering through a nightmare. If you are experiencing a nightmare, it is smarter to wake up from it if you can and try again later. But nightmares in this place, can be more targeted than an unrestful night's sleep is willing to warrant. We here are different than the rest of this entire plane in that we breathe. Our hearts are beating. We have blood coursing through our veins. Well, the good doctor, uh, not considered they are a being of pure plasma. I do not think that they have blood or bone uh, in their jelly-like body. That being said, it would It would be of note that there are those who have most likely taken note of our passage. There were those that did when we passed by the City of Judgment. But in this place, this place that is ruled by dreams and nightmares, it is difficult to find a place to experience a good dream when our presence does not make sense for what this place is. It would be like if there were a living dream on the material plane, an a entity of illusion that gained flesh and life. It, it would change the trajectory of things, I think. I think this is in part the way of the plane making sure that we do not stay longer than we need to. But there is a denizen here that you have told me about that does not think kindly of your group. And I cannot put, I cannot remove stock from that
3: one night. Hmm. I remember being somewhat lucid. If she is there, well, it might be the first time I've stood down the clock
0: this one. And I do not believe that it will be the last. I'm glad you're here.
3: Do you need Argon just is sort of, it cuts himself off because he knows he already asked the question. Um,
0: Don't go far. And she nods. I do not plan on it. Try to go to sleep. Sounds good. So I would like for Arjan, Corey, and Calum to roll a perception check with disadvantage. Oh.
1: Uh, 15 for Kalem.
4: 15. 14 for Corey.
3: 14? You say 22? 22. Okay. I wrote a 13
0: and an 18 plus That's 9. Dang! Uh, so Corey, Kalem, the two of you are, are focused on this card. You are, are just, like, it is exactly what you need to be focusing on at this point in time. Kalem, like, the galaxy brain... The thing that you do best is reeling it back into that single point of light to then just shoot a beam at whatever you are studying. And right now that is this card and everything that it entails. Analyzing. World falls away. Code, 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 code. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Corey is sitting next to you with the same world falls away. Code, 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 code. But it is all like... Uh, like on gamefax.com in the early 2000s, when they would use like text to create a nice picture, As- like <laughs> As-
4: As- ASCII art,
0: yeah. It's a- like Corey is making ASCII art, and Caleb, yours is like, No, it all has to line up and make sense. And you're and Corey's like, I made a rabbit, it's nice, like that kind of thing. Like, there's is is the like cursor a- pen area, put your cursors here on the Google Doc, exactly. Like, this is very much, um there is there is the stark difference between the two of you arjan you awaken in the midst of your rest to the sound of metal scraping against metal you throw off your uh the blanket that you have you step I don't out i have a blanket
3: well, i have a dragon
0: you are a dragon uh <laughs> Your blanket of gold. Then. No,
3: Ar- Arjan has been sleeping like up against Rasa. Okay. And it's just been like, got it. Getting getting red dragon, heat, body okay. heat.
0: Excellent, incredible. I love that. Um, in that case, you hear that scraping, scratching sound coming from below the deck. It's coming from inside of the Tyrant.
3: Yeah, our, our, our going to do it. Okay.
0: As you step down the stairs, the internal lights of the structure flicker, and there is a brief moment where it is dark, and you can begin to make out shapes and, the, and everything along those lines. And then the light flickers back on, and you see that... Carved into the halls and the internal walls of the tyrant, a repeating phrase written in every language imaginable, from cargo bay to helm, the same four words, ad nauseum, I dream of sleep. You mend and it, it mends.
3: Uh, Not divine sense, primate awareness. Okay. Uh, Aberration, celestial, anything within a mile.
0: You do not sense anything that would fire on those cylinders outside of of course your you know usual cadre uh of of gods angelic creatures uh halflings that sort of thing
3: and just to to cover my bases Never mind. okay um yes yeah okay okay um arjan has feral senses okay uh as long as i am conscious and can hear i am aware of the location of any invisible creature within 30 feet that isn't hidden okay am i aware of any
0: invisible creatures there are no invisible creatures here Interesting. Okay. Do you continue to mend while your friends finish their long rest? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it is just it is the start of the movie Prometheus where like David is walking around the ship with everyone in cryo sleep, like tending. But it's Arjun cleaning up the I dream of sleeps. As he goes, and everyone else is just honk-shoeing, except, of course, Corey and Calum, who are seeing into the Matrix, but one of them is making pictures out of it, and the other is trying really hard to figure out what's going on.
1: Corey, how are you crocheting the weave?
4: <laughs> now the bunny has a flower.
0: Okay. And when you awake, the rest of you awake, Uh, Arjan, I would like for you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Nine. A nine. You gain one level of exhaustion as it seems like a terrible night's sleep leading into a half night's sleep does not do a body well. Corey, Gwen, or Corey and Calum, you would pointedly wake up first uh, at this point. As uh, Gwen, eh, you partied a little longer last night. It was You were having fun, you know? You were shaking off the bad vibes of earlier that day. Uh, the dream that you had last night, you're just getting back into the groove, figuring it out. Uh, so you will be waking up a little bit later, but Corey and Calum, when the two of you uh, awaken, out of this trance, trying to figure out what this tarot card business is about, that is when you see Arjan standing in front of a section of the wall that looks like it has the phrase, I dream of sleep, carved into it.
4: John. What have you got there?
3: Love note from a goddess. Mm. From the goddess that killed me.
4: Love to see those. Get much sleep?
3: Did did Arjun get...
0: Did Arjun get enough sleep to have actually dreamed? He would not have this night, no. He did not hit that sweet, sweet REM. Not really.
4: Anybody dream last night? No. I
2: did. It was great. Oh, nice. Oh Gosh, that was so much fun. You guys need to come tomorrow night, because we made popcorn, and then uh, Summer Cory decided, uh, showed us that you can, like, there you can make powdered cheese and put that on it. It was so good.
4: Sounds like you had a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. We wrestled Cory, tell him who won.
0: And then Cory sort of, like, looks a little aside... I'd, I'd rather not. <laughs> think whoever gave
1: me this card is some sort of deific figure at the very least.
2: No shit? Eh. It's
1: the gut feeling I'm getting right now.
2: I mean, it would make sense. Why if wouldn't it, it be de- a god? It's always a god.
4: Hey, it could have been,
1: like, a demon.
2: Deific
4: then it's certainly something different.
1: Oh, it's very different. There is no magic in the world like this. Hmm. Both empty and full at the same time, Calum says as he mutters towards the like galley to make himself coffee.
4: <laughs> well, we should probably be keeping a lookout for Dendar, shouldn't we?
1: It's okay, I've got them on the pokey tracker.
4: Arjun, I can keep watch tonight if you'd like to get some sleep.
3: I think Ross and I are gonna go to West End for a bit.
4: Hmm. Not a bad idea. I'm gonna go check on the rest of the crew. Okay. I'm gonna check on Schizner Bat and uh, the rest of the other... Are they having nightmares, like...
0: The ones who stayed on board do. Mm. The ones that stayed okay. in the mansion do not. Uh, it right. seems... Uh, from And the, the nightmares that you hear are like... Bill and Ted. Their nightmares are that uh, they didn't meet each other. Uh, oh. Ted dreamed. Uh, Ted's nightmare was being stuck in a corporate hellscape. Uh, and Bill's nightmare was that he had to go uh he describes a military academy uh Oof. and you're not really sure like Corey, you went to a military academy and honestly like it it wasn't that bad uh but for this free Corey, spirit <laughs> Corey uh, went to the like military the academy
4: worst. of candy and raindrops
0: yes he is more talking about like going back to uh gith yankee military academy Oof. uh Get without his camp. best friend uh, and yeah. he, like in the dream, he cannot find pants.
4: Oh my god, it's the
0: worst, absolute worst. Um, Skiznabat, uh, he dreams that uh, he dreams that he goes uh, too far ahead from your group, that he loses the blessing of uh, of the Githzerai before uh, getting to the black hole. He has had his limbs turned into spaghetti noodles before and he did not like it. The idea of turning entirely to spaghetti uh, Mm. is not a thing that he enjoys, especially if that spaghetti then goes directly to Caius. Um, And it seems like the dreams and nightmares that the crew have, you don't know much of their past. But in these glimpses, in these moments... You can tell that a lot of these nightmares either pick at shortcomings, insecurities, or that there is something that they harbor. And you're assuming the ones that had something that they're they're harboring about themselves, the nightmares that they had are, are members of the crew were like, Did you have a nightmare? Yes. Do you want to talk about it? No. <laughs> like i do not know you that well i am sorry but no uh and you just sort of have to like respect the fact that like oh okay like they they probably had something like i don't know <laughs> if you would prop like you would like corner um uh, uh like the good doctor on the other ship and be like hey so i had a dream where my ring dissolved and i was a uh like a follower of shar and brought about a dark the dark age of the elves like I don't know if you would go so far as to, like, let a a pseudo-stranger know that, but... Yeah, it's it's along those same lines. Where you can tell that they experienced something, but they just don't want to talk about it.
4: Yeah. I can respect that. I'm...
0: going to respect that. Okay. (laughs) So, as the day... Progresses. Calum, eventually you're uh and this happens by mid-morning or so, you would believe. Uh it's hard to tell time in a place that does not have a sun or a moon or any other means of telling time other than a clock that you have inside of the mechanical tyrant that says like time on the material plane. Time in the Fey Wild. And it's like a clock that's showing like all of the different places that your friends and people that you care about are so you kind of know like what it's like
1: a arrival board in the airport like the old school ones with the flippy paddles exactly
0: oh you best believe it has the sick flippy paddles in it Um, um but you see a familiar sight you see the plateau that you have spent many many nights sitting upon and although your allies and friends have difficulty making it out, Calum, you know the displacement of the Library of Saloon against the Elemental Royal quite legitimately better than anyone. Your ships fly to this plateau, land, Rasa landing next to them, and Calum, you lead your group to the doorway of the Library of Saloon. It is a very strange place to feel with your hands and not, to, not in a feeling of that ghost sensation where you're touching something within a dream, but to feel the ancient wood of the door as you take out the lock that you have this brick and fingies that you have held so close and so dear and you open it and inside the rest of you i i believe some of you have been here before i don't believe all of you have
1: gwen and Corey have, def- have been here at least mm-hmm.
0: and arjan you see that there is the greatest library that you have ever seen it looks like the halls extend past where they should the rows go high and rather than the rather than needing like a sliding ladder to get to a particular bookshelf these shelves themselves are on rollers and can move in and between themselves without needing to be walked through necessarily
1: could i also add a detail of course uh every so often you hear the tiny pitter patter of wooden feet on stone as one of these like doll shatter kai are walking around there's
0: one with a painted mask that runs up to Caleb and just goes uppy. it's t they give you uppies, they clap their little wooden hands together, and Calum, as you bring them up, they unfurl a piece of paper that they had tucked underneath their robe. Uh, And you can see a crude drawing of uh, yourself, Teacan, and then it looks like there was another one the size of Teacan that was holding your hand that has been scribbled out. (laughs) It's a little messed up, but good job. I'll I'll hang this
1: in the in the galley.
0: And they uh, like their feet are just doing the like little like Animal Crossing kickies. Like it seems like they are just like okay, hang it up wherever. I drew this for you. Shoulder um, scrolls up.
1: Uh, welcome to the library of Saloon, um, the archives of Mistra and an annex of the Raven Queen.
0: And the doors are also a bit large enough that, should Rasa wish to enter into the library, she is capable of doing so as well.
1: So,
3: you know what you're looking for? Uh,
1: yeah, actually, um, I think I'll just take a second to talk to Saloon. But um, feel free to peruse the library. Just put the books back where you found them. The, the ravenlings kind of hate
0: it when it's a bit disorganized. And you can see far up in the rafters that there are several ravens that look down.
1: Hey, play nice.
0: They're guests here. You see one of them preens, stiffens, and then alights and flies off.
1: Right. You're back.
0: Okay. And, yeah, your group is able to look through the library with every answer, as long as you know where to look.
2: Yeah, I think one says specifically, like, is this one of those libraries where we can look at the books or we can't look at the books?
0: There is a ghastly sound of air shifting as you see that there is, like, a humanoid shape, kind of hunched, that rests next to you, and in the dirt or in the dust they scrawl. Feel free to browse.
2: (laughs) Yeah. okay um
0: and then under do you require assistance
2: oh um Gwen yells at the book uh in giant because she can only speak giant right now uh do you have any books on great warriors of the Goliath tribes
0: there is a nod and a uh, uh, a, a motion to follow as this unseen servant will take you uh, take you to the works of uh historical note. Yeah. take you to read the great Goliath sagas. And Grayskull, cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: neat uh, as he follows, and uh Hexton is sort of just like looking around. He's not super familiar. With places like this, he's not against them. He just doesn't really know what he'd even look for. Yeah. Uh, Corey, or any of the Corys, is there anything that you would like to look for uh, with the help of one of Calum's unseen servants?
4: Gosh, I think Corey doesn't like touching books in other goddesses' libraries. Fair enough. Not since the incident. (laughs) But she does act interested in whatever Arjan wants to look for.
2: I think. Is there
4: anything that anything you'd like to see in the library?
3: I mean, I don't know if there's anything that they have that might help us, you know, get Dindar to stop keying my ship.
4: Hmm. That is a good point. Can I call over an unseen servant? Yeah. Do you have any books that might help us to ward off the night serpent?
0: There is a there is a pause and you can tell that it's the equivalent of like the ellipses going slowly <laughs> over this unseen servant's head until eventually there is a nod. And it okay. makes a slight motion for you to follow them. Follow
4: us in the, a box with the crocodile thing. sorry go on
3: okay follow the thing
0: yeah we follow the thing okay so uh corey and arjan uh where it takes you is that it is the equivalent of a sanctum spell uh or if you are making um there are certain spells that can effectively create and summon a temple Uh, to permanently hollow and sanctify an area. It requires multiple castings over the period of a year to make that summoned temple a reality, uh, but it is something that they have access to here.
4: Ah, I can already do this. It does take a year, though.
0: And you realize that with the servant, it has given you exactly what you asked for, though the time frame is often not uh, what is best to have here. Uh, Kalem, um you see your friends kind of dissipate and other members of Skiznabat's crew that decided, you know what, like, I, I would rather be in the library than out there right now, um, have joined you in the library as well, but you are making your way to the podium with the uh with this sp- uh with that same tome that you have seen countless times that you know houses uh that you know houses saloon that has the seven star pattern along the front and the book opens as you near and you can hear that same kind of scritching noise uh and it says Uh, And it reads, Magister, lovely to see you in the flesh, so to speak.
1: It's a little weird for me too, but uh, it's exciting to be here.
0: You brought company.
1: Yeah, it
0: was a bit unavoidable, but they're good people. I do not mind company.
1: Um... There was an event on the way here that perturbed me a little bit. Um, We were passing through the Fugues Plane and I apparently my companions had nightmares going through it, but I had this singular dream of Vlacketh and a, a cloaked figure speaking. And when I awoke, there was this tarot card on my nightstand and I just he'll touch it like where he's uh, kept it in his breast pocket lady saloon this object is neither made of weave or the shadow weave this is something completely
0: different you see that mm, saloon's flowing elegant handwriting becomes Like a quill pressed too hard against the paper that it loses its flourish. And Saloon asks, as you tell her this, what did she look like? What did she say? And you see larger text that sort of trails off. What did she give you? I I couldn't
1: make her out it it was um, a bit obscure but she I could hear her voice she had a laugh like smoke and
0: there is a a pointed sound of a sharp object hitting the book as ink begins to spill into the middle of the page flip, flip 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 until it is a new page, and scrawled large text. What did she give you?
1: Uh, it's, it was just a tarot card, um, and he will produce it.
0: The book slams shut. Oh. And a door at the end of the hall that you have never seen open before opens.
1: Uh, Calum will turn his head back to the rest of the group, like to the rest of the group in the hall and just, maybe I should just take
0: this as a personal call. Calum, you enter into this chamber. And above you, you can see the night sky and you can see that there are constellations that are drawn and embedded and emboldened here on the roof of this chamber, much like the chamber that you found Brother Grun in. And as the door closes behind you and the low light sort of takes hold, you can see that there are in these constellations where the head of whatever creature or action or man would be, where their eye would be located, gleams open. And you hear a voice, a voice that you recognize from the pages of a book, not a thousand steps away from where you are. It is not just a card. Uh, he will turn to face the 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 voice. The voice is omnipresent in this oh, room. Oh, great! And again, there are seven pointed stars along the great. ceiling that are yep, all okay. looking down at you. You are being I... observed right well, now.
1: If it's not just a card, what is it then? D- should I not have this? Should I destroy it?
0: If you have received it, it is too. The origin of magic is stemmed in the Lore Arcana, the (laughs) language of magic. There is of course the Shadow Weave and the Weave itself, both derived from the Arcana. There, of course, is also the Lore Animus. The Lore Animus being more tied closely to druids, rangers, other folk who use natural means. You hold in your hand an element of the lore Mystica, the woman that you met with a a voice as sweet as a house fire. She is fate, she is tied to the world tree. This woman rests at the heart and center of all. We had sealed her within the bark of the tree. If you have seen her, if she has interacted with you, what card, Magister. Yeah. The, the, the fool? You feel a room breathe. A deep breath, a meditative breath. Ugh. You are the beginning. A deck of cards is not a deck if it is just one. If you have been given a card, others will be dealt cards. There is a new age of magic that is approaching. Your abilities to shift and change and create spells has heralded her return. There is a reason why the language of the lost was meant to be understood but never spoken. It was not to prevent what happened to my daughter from happening again. It was to prevent the heart of the world tree from stirring. I cannot fault you for being given this card. But know that as its recipient, you will not be the only one with this ability. Not for long.
1: As Saloon is speaking, Calum has begun to pace in place, just biting his nails and thinking. Also listening to Saloon. Um, there is that signature Kalem nervous energy about him as he's muttering like, oh, did I fuck up? Oh no, this is going to be so bad. What do I want to do? Um, there's a beat. He stops in place and just takes both of his hands and slaps his cheeks to focus. If this is the dawning of a new age and I am at the start,
0: what do I do? You asked of myself and my daughter, not one year ago. What does it mean to be a magister? To enforce the rules of magic as they are. Find others who bear the card. restore the balance.
1: I... humbly accept this undertaking. And I hope that... with your guidance,
0: I can set this right. My guidance gotten you this far from this point on rely on your creativity your tenacity rely on the skills that you have gained few wizards are able to rip the skies open and bring down rocks of hellfire on a whim. Fewer wizards yet can repeat this in the same time that it would take for one wizard to perform at a singular a singular time. You are powerful. You have strength. You are not alone. No, you're right. I'm not. And that is something that you will need to remember as you search for the other cards of the Lore Mystica.
1: Well? Uh, Thank you for explaining the situation to me. Um, We'll rest here for a few hours before we continue our journey. But after we clean up things with Caius, then priority number one.
0: I have faith in you, Magister. Do not disappoint. Calem, the doors to this room open. And as they do, and you feel that kind of writhing sensation in your stomach of having ants in your blood, of anxiety, of just oh I've never heard her voice before. That was fucking terrifying. Bad times, bad times. Okay, let's She is the mom voice. She is the mom voice. She's the mom voice. She did not send you a mom text message with surprisingly more ellipses than any human ever. She said, point. "Do not
1: disappoint me." God damn it.
0: And Caleb, as you are are having this, Gwen, in the corner of the library where you are reading of the Grand Goliath sagas. Make a perception check for me.
2: Oh boy. I am alert. Yes, I am, Simon. Thank you. Perception. Ooh, uh, that is
0: a 24. With a 24. You are reading these books, and like, honestly if you could like if there was like a, a way that you could hear the story behind mm-hmm. this book like if someone could like read it to you directly yeah. into your ears you would you would you would definitely like receive it just because like it's it's dense it's a mm-hmm. lot and like your your mind is kind of wandering and then you can hear something upon the glass outside of library and you look in the direction of the window and you can hear a almost skittering sound and there is a burst of color but not a whole lot of light sheds through the window it looks like it's being blocked by something and you're not sure what. But you can see upon the windows, hands connected to how many bodies you really aren't sure. But as that flash ceases, like roaches when the lights turn on, they dissipate. Corey and Arjan, I'd like for you both to make a perception check.
2: Rayskull, did you see that
0: um natural one for a seven okay what would you get
3: uh at disadvantage three and a two plus nine so eleven
0: okay Corey, you are, like, in an argument with an unseen servant about, like, no, I could already cast that spell. I wanted a way to do this, like, sooner rather than later. And they're, like, silent. They, they literally cannot speak. They don't know how to how to tell you that this is the only thing that they have in stock. They can check in the back for you. There is no back for them to check. They can check in the back for you, but, like, it's not going to really help that matter. Um, Saying
4: that they can check in the back is just an excuse to walk
0: away. Oh yeah, hundred percent it is. Uh, And Arjan, as you are watching uh, this customer service meltdown, uh, as it seems like everyone has just been having a rough time. Out of this window, you can see that there is a dark haze that seems to be setting in around the library just sort of on the line of the horizon. And you get a sense of unease in your stomach as the world of dreams gets darker. And then each of you, as well as every member of Skiznabat's crew and Rasa inside of this library can hear Front doors of the library of saloon. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's game. So I'd like Are to you telling
1: if... me we're gonna have a horse session during spooky time? During
0: spooky season? In my DD games? It's more likely than you'd think. Uh, at least trying to do something fun and new this time around. I mean, we only have so many sessions left. Why not really? Just like. Let's get into it. Let's have fun with it. But I always have fun whenever these folks are on the channel. RJ, where can we find you? What do you do?
1: Hey everybody. My name is RJ. You can catch me Arches22 on Twitter, Twitch, Blue Sky, and TikTok where I'm doing video edits for like the games I play. Uh you can catch me here on Mondays as caleb the Shadowcard Wizard Fighter. Thursdays as Sulong Shen, uh the barbarian druid who's about to go through a trial of justice where his most deep-seated regret is going to be put out on display? It's weird. Uh, Saturdays over at G-Game Nights where we do Blades in the Dark. Finally, Sunday mornings over at the Hype Goblins where we do a Pathfinder campaign. And, oh, by the by, tune in on um, whenever we're on at the Hype Goblins because Sarah's giving away free codes to Pax Unplugged. That's wild, y'all.
0: They have, like, five tickets or something like that. Yep, the next drawing is on Thursday. Now's ne- it's never been a better time to check out the Hype Goblin. Just saying. Our show's over. you are looking at who to watch next. It's a great time. But, yeah, that, that's me, thenaketer.com.
2: That's me. Hi. Uh, sorry, Simon. I'm LB Hack'em Up. You can find me at LB Hack'em Up on the Twitters and the Twitches uh, and the Blue Skies. I will post when I'm live. This week's gonna be a little bit different. On Thursday, Ren is going to be playing with the boys, but on Friday, Ren and I will be playing Demonologist with our friend uh North, uh Wolf North. Uh he is a bigger streamer than us, but he wants to play some scary games, and boy, does he get spooked. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh we will probably not be playing on Sunday. But we will our if you haven't checked out the Alien game, we're on episode three. We just finished it last week. If you like the Alien movies, you're gonna love this. I'm not like I don't normally promote things like this, but it was so good this week. We had inter character conflict. My character is an officer. I had to threaten my pilot with a gun. It was great. It was amazing. The conflict, the spookies, Rachel's ability to just describe this horror scene it was incredible. So. If you haven't looked at it, check it out. That's me, com. I mean, not, I'm not com, but that's me, period, com.
3: Well, hey. How are y'all doing? I'm Cyber. You can find me at CyberRule1201 on Twitch. We've been playing Symphony of the Night. We just finished that, so now I had to find something else to stream. You can also go to cyberwolf onecom I I posted a whole last Cypher System Zelda thing for free. It's 100... 100... 109... 111 pages. Just a good old Zelda content. That's really all I got going on. DanaeKeyner.com
4: speaking of danae keener.com hi everybody i'm danae keener you can find me at danae keener.com. i do nerdy drawings mostly related to dnd and all of things on this channel uh you can also find me over on uh lantern noir's channel um on thursdays we're playing dragon lance um it's been a lot of fun i'm playing as a wet cat and an absolute dog shit wizard named Phoebus. Um, he has about 80 different learning disabilities and is trying really hard to get through college, JanaeKeener.com
0: If you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and s- at Mondays at 5 30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and Sundays at three o'clock. PM Pacific standard time where daylight time for like the next couple of we- Pacific time, you know, where would find us at this point? I would believe so. Anyways. Um, this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com indooradventures indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free you can also find us there under the same moniker and speaking of things that are being made available for free if you go again to our patreon supported after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community you can check up on our after show called knights in the courtyard yeah did i just say that my mouth's mouth's tired nice in the courtyard it's the after show patreon.com slash indoor adventures it's a great time you should be there i really appreciate it uh and with that that's where we will call our show for the evening so i'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week and we'll see everybody else next time all right everybody bye-bye